Hello and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. And today we have a rather interesting video for you on Sony and their PlayStation brands attempts to combine PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now and some of the difficulties they are having in doing so. Now, if you aren't familiar with either of those things, I did a video on what used to be called Spartacus, what now is called PlayStation Plus Essential or Extra or Premium, and how that is kind of Sony's competitor for Game Pass, but also not quite. The most important term of which is simply that PlayStation presently offers two services, PlayStation Plus, which is primarily multiplayer accessibility, plus some free games, and PlayStation Now, which is something like their Game Pass service as it exists today, but which originated with a streaming solution for getting PlayStation 3 games out there, etc., etc. They are combining those, or as the original blog post says here on your screen, PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now come together. And this is in the announcement for their new PlayStation offerings. Now, these PlayStation Plus offerings are a little bit complicated. You can go check out that earlier video. But what's important for context here is that PlayStation Plus Essential is essentially no pun intended, what PlayStation Plus is now. Mirrors the pricing, gives you multiplayer access, and then you're done. PlayStation Plus Extra is something kind of different between PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now. You get that multiplayer access and you get some games. And then PlayStation Plus Premium is really PlayStation Plus multiplayer access plus a full PlayStation Now and essentially coming in at $120 a year. Now, that price is important because one of the main things that they stated in their original blog post is, how are we going to get you over from PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now to this new combined service? And they said the following, when the new PlayStation Plus service launches, PlayStation Now will transition into the new PlayStation Plus offering and will no longer be available as a standalone service. PlayStation Now customers will migrate over to PlayStation Plus Premium, that's the highest level, with no increase to their current subscription fees at launch, which, if you're familiar with the gaming space, meant that a lot of people read that paragraph and said, hey, if I subscribe to PlayStation Now right now, and I stack those subscriptions, and I get a really long time on my account, well then, I'd get a discount on PlayStation Premium, because PlayStation Plus Premium costs more than just PlayStation Now by itself. You'd effectively be getting the PlayStation Plus concept, the multiplayer access, for free. And lo and behold, a lot of people did that. Now, it's important to note that PlayStation actually tried to get out from in front of that particular issue as early as January of this year. And I'll be using VGC articles for this because they've been doing a great job of really following the timeline of events here. Sony pulling PS Now retail cards ahead of expected launch of Game Pass Rival, and that was 12th of January of this year. So Sony recognized that this might be a problem, but that doesn't mean that it wasn't a problem when that blog post went out. Here's Wario64 at Wario64 on Twitter, pointing out that the PlayStation Network itself was selling a PlayStation Now 12-month subscription for $60 as late as, I believe this is April 3rd, so just a few weeks ago, and then he points out that that $60 value is actually $120 in value, and that got people looking at things too. And then Sony reacted. A few days ago, we started getting headlines like this one. Sony has reportedly blocked PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now subscription stacking. 
effectively not allowing you to use those voucher codes you might have purchased or other kind of cards from outside retailers. We're going to talk about that in just a second. They're just outright refusing them, which was confirmed this morning. Sony has confirmed it's blocked PS Plus and now subscription stacking. And a lot of you reached out to me and asked me the following question, effectively in different ways. Can they do that? You've sold things to people. Can you actually just refuse to accept them? And I'm going to say it's probably not as easy as it might appear to answer. So they've added these facts. This is primarily what they did this morning as identified by VGC. They've added different answers to various parts of their website. We're going to look at how they've described this with respect to redemption, which is the most important kind of concept. If you're buying a gift card or you're buying a gift certificate or a voucher or whatever term that Sony and PlayStation or another retailer wants to put on it, what you're really concerned about is what did I just buy? How do I redeem this thing? And we're going to point out some problems that I saw in doing research for this, but I want to start out with what Sony has actually said. So here's the new frequently asked questions answer to how do I redeem this stuff? I'm an existing PlayStation Plus or PlayStation Now member. Why do I get an error message when I try to add time to my membership? Sony, as we prepare to launch the new PlayStation Plus membership service, we are doing some work behind the scenes to make the transition as smooth as possible for all of our existing members. As part of this work, we've temporarily disabled stacking memberships for existing customers until after the launch. Rest assured that your voucher code is still valid and you'll be able to redeem your code either when your existing membership expires and deactivates or after the new PlayStation Plus service launches in your area, whichever happens first. Now, what's really interesting about that is that they are refusing what you might hold in your hand as a gift card or a voucher or a digital code or whatever it might be. And that creates its own question. They have sold you something for money and they are now refusing to honor it primarily, one would assume, from everything that we've seen in these stories and how this happened, because they would prefer to not offer you this service that they intend to charge $120 for, for a mere $60. They don't want to eat that loss. They don't want to give you this thing for half price. Now, interestingly, on the Xbox side, we actually saw Xbox handle this pretty differently uh, when they offered to have folks subscribe to Game Pass. I believe it was Ultimate at the time. Please correct me if I'm wrong on that in the comments. Uh, but if they wanted you to get subscribed to Game Pass Ultimate, they offered it for, I believe it was a dollar, and they would convert all of your existing uh, gold time. Uh, and I did that at the time of the dollar offer and wound up getting, I think, a couple of years of Game Pass Ultimate for effectively that $1 purchase price. And Xbox was willing to do that as kind of a user acquisition model, one would assume. Sony is flatly unwilling to allow any gamesmanship here. And that's an interesting thing in and of itself. You see reference to your existing membership might expire or deactivate because we're not letting you add any time to your subscription. So if it ends tomorrow, one doesn't know whether they're just going to cancel you, whether they're going to try to use an automatic button to resubscribe you for something that doesn't exist in a month. I don't know what's actually happening there logistically, but what's really interesting to that question for me from a business perspective is ordinarily, if you have a recurring revenue stream, if you have people paying you money, you want to do absolutely everything to prevent them from canceling. If you've ever called up your cable company and said, hey, I'm thinking of leaving, that's why you get those phone calls that say, hey, we'll offer you half price. Hey, we'll offer you HBO, Showtime. What do you want? We'll offer it to you because we care more about making sure you stay in our ecosystem than extracting every last dollar from you. And 
Sony and PlayStation appear to be taking the opposite tact here. That's interesting in and of itself before we get to the legal questions. And we do have more legal questions ready to pop up. Let's look at another question. I have a PlayStation Plus or PlayStation Now one month, three month, or 12 month voucher. What will happen if I redeem it before the new PlayStation Plus service launches? If you're not a current member of the service the voucher is for, you can redeem your voucher. If you join PlayStation Plus and still have an active membership when the new PlayStation Plus service launches, you transition into PlayStation Plus Essential. That's easy. That's obvious. We made PlayStation Plus Essential to be identical to PlayStation Plus. That's what we do. If you join PlayStation Now and still have an active membership when the new PlayStation Plus service launches, you will automatically migrate to the PlayStation Plus Premium. If you currently have a PlayStation Plus or PlayStation Now membership, due to changes we are making to the service prior to launch, you won't be able to redeem a voucher code for that service until your existing membership expires and deactivates or after the new PlayStation Plus service launches in your area, whichever happens first. Rest assured that your voucher code is still valid. We're just refusing to honor it for this window of time because we think it would hurt us financially. Now, interestingly there, we have another business question to ask of Sony. They are advantaging people that aren't current subscribers to their service. You have your clients that like your service, presumably, that are your recurring revenue stream. You're disadvantaging them in favor of advantaging people that aren't current members of that service. Again, lots of interesting choices to make here. Legality, we haven't quite gotten to yet, but the business answers here are interesting in and of themselves. Now, I have a PlayStation Plus or PlayStation Now, one, three, or 12-month voucher. What will happen if I redeem it after the new PlayStation Plus service launches? Now, this is important because they've denoted these cards, these vouchers, not with prices, but with months, with times. You have a one-month, a three-month, or a 12-month membership voucher. That's what's on the very front of the card or digital store window that you have purchased this product from. They say... If you do not have an active membership, the PlayStation Plus voucher you redeem will provide you access to PlayStation Plus Essential for the length of the time denoted on your original voucher. No problem. The PlayStation Now voucher you redeem will provide you access to PlayStation Plus Premium for the length of time equivalent to the monetary value of your original voucher. Now understand, these things don't have monetary values. This is effectively something plucked from the sky, presumably based on the suggested manufacturer's retail price of these things and what they sell for regularly. But they are saying that we are going to not give you one, three, or 12 months because your service, PlayStation Now, which might be all that you want, you might not want multiplayer. You just want to play that really cool siphon filter emulation on your PlayStation 5. You don't get that choice. Despite the fact that you might have that PlayStation Now voucher in your drawer, you forgot to cash it in when grandma got it for you for Christmas, and you try to do it. They say, no, you can't do it right now. We're refusing. And when you try to put it in, well, you're not going to get exactly what you wanted to get. If you are an existing customer, the PlayStation Plus or PlayStation Now voucher you redeem will be converted to a length of time on your current PlayStation Plus membership plan, equivalent to the monetary value of the voucher you are redeeming. And this all comes from the fact that they did this weird combination of these things and they are unwilling to honor the products that they have out there in the wild, either physically or digitally, and that made available themselves, presumably through an error of some kind, earlier this month. And then you get all of these weird conversions, right? Your PlayStation Plus voucher conversions 
are mostly going to be exactly what you think, right? You want to take your PlayStation Plus voucher, you turn it into uh, Essential, you get the 365 days for a 365-day voucher. You're also going to have the option, maybe, of converting it into Extra or Premium at a 219-day clip on Extra or a 183-day clip. All of this kind of pops up depending on what you're already a subscriber for. But again, just out of the ether. They've just decided what this thing is worth for you based on numbers that they themselves created, based on a problem that they themselves created. And it goes very similarly for PlayStation Now. Right, You've got a 12-month voucher. If you're a non-subscriber, you get 183 days of premium. Or you can use that Now voucher to get yourself PlayStation Plus, essentially. Or a couple of days of extra or a couple of days of premium, 219 and 183, just like above, based on the premise that, as you can see here from 183, that your $60 PlayStation Now voucher should really only get you a half year of PlayStation Plus premium, regardless of the fact that you didn't want to buy PlayStation Plus when you bought that PlayStation Now voucher and you don't have a choice anymore. Now, that's interesting for a number of reasons, not the least of which, if you go and you look at the various disclaimers that you can find online, uh, they aren't actually very useful. It says, your use of this PlayStation Network code constitutes your acceptance of these terms and any additional terms available at us.playstation.com redemption. And I highlighted that because, hey, I'm virtual legality. I love looking at terms of services. Let's look at these various things. And unfortunately, that's not a real URL. That actually sends you to just the PlayStation.com front screen. And even giving the benefit of the doubt, you pop yourself over to legal and probably we wind up in the PlayStation Network terms of service. And we'll look at those in just a second. You don't actually link to anything that is formally the terms of service for using a code like this. Now, this is actually a PlayStation Plus card because I couldn't find any PlayStation Now cards, presumably because Sony has been moving them out of the market since at least January. And then you see some other terms that they add. Activated codes can only be redeemed through a Sony Entertainment Network master account subject to prior acceptance of the SEN terms of service, user agreement, applicable privacy policy, etc. All available at slash redemption, which again, doesn't exist. Code is not redeemable for cash. <laughs> As I mentioned, and this makes perfect sense, if you're Sony, you can't turn that into cash. There is no monetary value associated with the card. It's got a price. But that doesn't mean it is worth that amount of money once you have bought that particular product. So Sony is playing fast and loose with what they want to allow you to do with that product and changing the terms on the fly. Now, they do try to protect against that. They say no express or implied warranties with respect to the code. Terms of code may change without notice. And that's normal legalese, but it does have its boundaries. If, for instance, they sold you a code for $25 and it did absolutely nothing, wasn't recognized, you could 100% go and ask for a refund. Companies aren't allowed to just say, hey, the terms of the code change without notice. As a matter of fact, we don't honor those anymore. Sorry you spent that 25 bucks. We're very appreciative of it though. You can't quite do that. But they do have some of this language. They do send you to the wrong place. And then they say some other things in those legal documents that I was talking about. They talk about prepaid cards and product codes. SIE or its affiliates may provide prepaid codes that allow users to redeem PSN content, which for our purposes is the equivalent of PlayStation Now or PlayStation Plus or fund the wallet. That's defined in this agreement. They further say Sony is not liable for any claims relating to prepaid cards or product codes, including any problems or defects relating to those cards or codes. Now that 
is a little bit more like you get a physical card and a number scratched off in the wrong way and we're not liable. And, and probably you'd go get a refund from the retailer or whatever you might do in those instances. This is, again, the lawyers trying to make sure that Sony is maximally protected. But this is an unusual state of affairs. Why? Well, because as I said, you've sold codes into the market. Somebody could hold the code, they could have it, they could have it available to them, and you are flatly refusing to honor it right now if they already are a subscriber to your service. Now, if they aren't, then maybe Sony doesn't have the same legal issue, although they might after the transition to PlayStation Plus Essential, Extra, and Premium, because they are changing the terms on the fly. At no point did the card that you bought suggest that one, you couldn't redeem it at any given instant, and two, that you would get not 12 months of service, but 183 days of service. Because perhaps what you really wanted was 12 months of entertainment and you didn't want any of these systems to change over. So ordinarily, if you were being maximally protective of your company, you would say, okay, this is a transition period. Uh, These are gift cards. This is a digital service. Uh, We're just going to honor them for as long as the market is sifting through those cards. We're not going to make them available anymore. There's some out there. And we're just going to honor them because it's not worth the PR hit. We're not really losing money. We might, in fact, lose more money by cutting off clients uh, that we don't want to have add on to their subscriptions. And that's what you would generally do on the positive kind of consumer side of things. Sony has taken the opposite tack. And to be frank, they have put themselves in position to potentially be exposed to laws, rules, and regulations. I'm going to talk about Michigan law here for just a second. I'm operating in Michigan, of course. And this is just an attorney general's kind of notice about what you should be aware of if you've got gift certificates. There are going to be different laws, rules, regulations in every jurisdiction on earth. Certainly the various states of the United States, there are federal rules about what you have to do with respect to gift certificates and vouchers because the attorneys general of the country are concerned when a company goes and collects money in advance. It's essentially a prepayment for something and then fools around with it after the consumer has purchased it. So here we see Michigan law defines gift certificate to include not only a written promise representing the right of the person named on it or holding it to present the certificate to the referenced merchant for goods or services, which is exactly what's happening here, but also more broad definitions. If it's usable at a single retailer or affiliated group, is issued in a specified amount, may or may not be increased in value or reloaded, is purchased or loaded on a prepaid basis for the future purchase of delivery of goods or services, and is honored upon presentation. So that's a gift card or other electronic device to go with gift certificate. Very broad definition here. Under Michigan law, different states are going to have different definitions for these things. But we can see that you have to be careful when those kinds of things are outstanding, right? As the attorney general here in Michigan summarizes, although the following list is not exhaustive, and it's not, Michigan law prohibits merchants from doing any of the following. Bullet point one, refusing to accept a gift card. And now this is really about expiration dates because what the attorney general is mostly concerned with is that you put this out there and then you just say, nah, it's no good anymore. And I believe there's a five-year term here in Michigan, different jurisdictions, again, going to have different rules, but flatly refusing to accept a gift card as Sony is doing right now, based on terms that did not exist, which is the qualification that you're already a subscriber, you can't use this right now. They put out that information today, which means that if you purchase it after today, you might be in less trouble. Uh, But if you purchased it before today and you didn't know they were going to do this, Sony could potentially find itself on the wrong end of a complaint. Second bullet, changing the terms and conditions of a gift card after the time of purchase. 
we promised you 12 months of PlayStation Now. Now, they do have logistical arguments against any issue that you might raise. We're not going to offer that service anymore. What do you want us to do about it? Now, from their perspective, or potentially from uh, an attorney general's perspective, you still offer that service. You've just added on PlayStation Plus to that service, so you should just give them the free PlayStation Plus and stop whining. But they could say, hey, it doesn't exist anymore, so what do you want us to do? This is what we came up with. You get half of a year when you bought a full year. Failing to disclose terms and conditions of a gift card. Now, I didn't actually see the terms and conditions that I would have needed to see from that Amazon page for the PlayStation Plus card. I don't see PlayStation Now cards out in the market, so it's a little tough to evaluate. Sony was probably wise to start that process in January. And then the last bullet here, refusing to apply the value of a gift card or gift certificates to the purchase price of goods or services if the value of the gift card or gift certificate is less than the purchase price of the goods or services. Now, what they're mostly concerned about there is you get a gift certificate that just says uh, $25 to this tailor, and the tailor says, well, you can't use that on buying a $300 suit or what have you, a $1,200 suit. You all fancy people with your with your big expensive suits. Uh, you're supposed to say, hey, you have to honor that and charge the difference, but just in broad strokes, this is refusing to apply the gift card primarily from Sony's perspective because they're unhappy with the fact that you only paid $60 and then you would get this 12 months of service. So they have to be mindful of all this. And again, this isn't legal advice. Virtual legality isn't legal advice. These jurisdictions are going to vary wildly. Some are going to be more protective than this, certainly internationally. And so you're going to want to check on this if you did find yourself in a situation where you were purchasing PlayStation Now cards because you thought this would be a good deal. That's what Sony announced. And now they're doing this kind of blockade action against you because there are a lot of laws that focus on this because it's such an easy way for corporations to effectively scam potential consumers. Now, I don't think Sony is doing this because they wanted to scam their consumer base. I do think their business decisions are questionable in very significant regards, including potentially isolating existing happy consumers because they're worried about $60 or what have you. But Sony might be able to defend itself on at least some of these grounds. And I I don't think they're just trying to scam you. Although, of course, I prefer what the Xbox did with saying, okay, if you stack them and then you change it over in our deal, we'll give you that time. And hopefully you're very happy with our service. I do think that is at the end of the day, more consumer friendly than what we are seeing from Sony on this score. This has been Virtual Legality for today. If you enjoy talking about the law and business of video games, technology, software, pop culture, and more, please consider supporting the channel. Utreon's the best way to support us. It gets us the most money here to support us and not getting stuck at the platform. But if you just prefer Patreon, we totally understand. Please do support us over there as well. Otherwise, just subscribe, tell your friends, ring bells, engage, comment, do all the fun stuff that YouTube loves. And this Sunday, please drop on over to the Season Gaming Bitcast. This is the 200th episode for Ains, and I would really love to be able to surprise him with just a crazy amount of people, which shouldn't be too hard because we only usually have at most a couple hundred people watching concurrently. If you could all come in and just drop in at least at 11 a.m. on Sunday to help us celebrate that 200th episode milestone, I think especially Ains would get a real kick out of it. And frankly, I think you'd probably get a kick out of the conversation as well. If you caught this on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. And if you listen to it as a podcast, thank you so much for listening. And I will catch you on the very next episode of Virtual Legality. Virtual Legality is a YouTube video series with audio podcast versions presented as commentary and for education and entertainment purposes only. 
It does not constitute legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. If you have legal questions about the topics discussed, please consult your own legal counsel.